When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now, joined by the great Brett McMurphy of the College Action Network. Brett has been breaking stuff since I was basically in the diapers. Brett, really appreciate you giving us some of your time, my guy. Appreciate you putting in perspective how old I am. Glad to I'll know just how old I'm getting. That's the way that I'll put it. Um, It's not good either way for me, but thanks. I appreciate it. All right. First and foremost, um, I wanted to just talk a little bit before we get into everything going on with conference realignment now about the ACC and the Big East, which you were in the uh, which you were at the very forefront of covering back in the day when all of these teams were going to go off to the ACC. What happened back then? And just kind of just kind of take us through a little bit of kind of, you know, your reporting back then. Yeah, well, back then, this was before the college football playoff. Obviously, there was. uh six automatic qualifying conferences. They were considered the major six conferences. The Big East played football back then. And there was a real argument, uh, a legit argument on what was the better conference, football and basketball, between the ACC and the Big East. Well, what happened is the ACC got aggressive and they went and got, um, they went and got Louisville. Well, first they got Syracuse and Pitt. And by getting Syracuse and Pitt, that ultimately started the death blow to the to the Big East. And then after that, the ACC added Louisville. And then um, in the meantime, Rutgers went to the Big Ten, which was separate, but they were also in the Big East. And so basically there was a real um, concern within the ACC of being, being passed by the Big East. And the Big East, um, you know, was very strong in football. Uh, They had a stretch there with USF, Rutgers, and Louisville. They were all in the top 10, and they actually played three consecutive weeks towards the end of the season on either Thursday or Friday night. Um, USF got up to number two in the country. And basically, uh, the ACC decimated the Big East, and the Big East went away. And so that's why when I talk to, you know, contacts I have and all the the power leagues and group five leagues or whatever, you know, now obviously we're in the power five. set up. I always tell them, I said, don't worry about being number one. Nobody really care. Well, the SEC and Big Ten fans care who's number one, but they re- really everyone else doesn't care who's number one. You just you just don't want to be last. Right. And that's what I see going on right now. Um, you know, the Pac-12 and Big 12 are kind of fighting it out to see who's not going to be last. And I guess the ACC really isn't in the argument because because the security of their grant of rights for another 10 to 12 years. Um, and so in, in a similar way, what we're seeing now with the Big 12 and the Pac-12, we've seen it all. I lived it all between the Big East 
in the ACC. It's just different different teams, different commissioners. But I think it's going to be the end result. One's going to survive, and the other one is going to look very, very differently uh, than it currently does now. All right, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the uh, big Pac-12. And uh, George Klievkov said from day one that he wanted to get a media rights deal done before any expansion. Well, reports have come out that the money that he was hoping would be there is not there right now, and that he needs to go out and try to get other teams. Hence, wooing SMU and San Diego State. When all that came out, what were your first? In- what were your initial reactions? Well. I knew when, you know, USC and UCLA left, they would have to do something. And again, it's it's very similar to the Big 12. Right. When OU and Texas left, um, the first reaction of the Big 12 was, let's stay at 10 schools. Because if you've got a deal with a linear network, ESPN and or Fox, you're going to make more money with only 10 members than you are 12 as far as per school. Not overall, but per school. So if you add any schools that are not power five uh, at the power five level, which you're obviously not able to because of the other power five schools aren't going to leave their conferences because for the most part, they're making more money. Um, then what do you do? Well, the big 12 decided to get aggressive and go get f- the four best programs out there. Um, forget about academics, forget about fit, all that, that other nonsense that we actually used to care about with realignment. Right. But they went out and got the four best products um, in BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. So when the Pac-12 dropped down to 10, I thought that if they could keep their, their media rights deal, that they should stay at 10. There's nobody that adds value. And when I say value, it adds more. If they bring in a team that increases the value per school. I know if you bring in Team X and Team Y, Technically, you're going to make more as a conference, but it's like having a, a pizza and now you got to feed 12 instead of 10 and the pizza doesn't get any bigger, then you're getting smaller pieces. So that was the challenge with the Pac-12. However, I, w- I wasn't didn't know how much of an impact the Big Ten would have doing their media rights deal with Fox and NBC. And because of that, it basically limited one of their TV partners. Fox is in Fox is not going to be part of the Pac-12, the new Pac-12 media rights deal. I don't right. that's not breaking news. It's it it is not common knowledge. It should be. Fox simply does not have the need for any more inventory with their deal with the Big Ten, their um ex- extending their current deal with the Big 12. And then they've also got some um some Mountain West stuff out there also. So they're not a player. So what happens? Well, that leaves ESPN. Well, ESPN is all in with the SEC. They are all in with the ACC. So they have limited needs out out West. They also have a very good deal inventory-wise with the Big 12. So now you're the Pac-12. Well, where are you going to go? Obviously, we've heard about it. You've probably reported about it as well. You know, the streaming services, Amazon, Apple, et cetera. The thinking was, oh, well, they're going to make a ton of money this way. Well, what? why are rich people rich? <laughs> because they're Correct. smart and they don't misspend a lot of money most of the time. So why would Amazon or Apple blatantly overpay for Pac-12 football when there's no 
serious competitors. I mean, ESPN, you know, will do what they're going to do, but ESPN is not going to pay the Pac-12 more than they paid the Big 12. They're not going to pay the Pac-12 more than they're playing the ACC because there's no competition and there's no need to. And so by the Big 12 going early, which a lot of people question why Brett Yormark did that, it actually kind of hemmed the Pac-12 into a corner and that, okay, the Big 12 got this amount, so why would anyone else pay more when you're not competing against anybody? So obviously Klyovkov has gone to all the, the potential media partners and didn't get the money he thought he would, or he was naive in thinking that, that these networks and streaming services would give them all this money without USC and UCLA. And so now what they're finding out and what I reported last week was that when, you know, he went to go visit SMU, he's already visited San Diego State. Um, what I'm being told is the streaming services, they want to know specifically who your partners are going to be before they do anything. Right. So it's not simply like Klyovskov, okay, we're going to have 12 members, we're going to have 14 members. What can you pay us? The streaming services are like, hey, if we're going to jump in on this, who are those partners going to be? And so now they've got to figure out, do they want to go to 12? Do they want to go to 14? And look, nothing against the Pac-12, but it, it's they're actually in the worst position. And I'm, a bit, I'm an alum of Oklahoma State. I want to be up front. Right. They're in a bad position because of the Big 12 has security. I'm saying this as an Oklahoma State guy. The only reason the Big 12 has security is because nobody else wants their schools. I mean, the, the SEC got Texas and Oklahoma. So the Big 12 doesn't have to worry about losing any schools to the ACC, the SEC, or the Big 10. They've already lost their two bell cows. The Pac-12 is in a much different situation. The Big 10, I still think, will go after Oregon, will go after Washington. They need to get travel partners with USC and UCLA. And so that, work in, that weakens the Pac-12 even more and so with all that going on, why would a network or streaming service want to go, you know, right. overpay, if you will, on a league that you don't even know what it's going to look like? And on the flip side, specifically, you know, with you there in Tucson, what do the Pac-12 members want to commit to not knowing if their membership is going to be the same? I'm not talking about six years or five years from now. I'm talking about 18 months from now. And that's made this very hard on George Klyovkov and, you know, nothing, nothing against, against George, but he's got a very, very tough job. And, um, you know, to be very honest, I don't, the, if you dropped any commissioner out of the sky right now and said, you're the PAC 12 commissioner, I don't know what you could do differently. You can't get the networks to pay more money for the schools you have because they're, they value those schools already based on their metrics and numbers and all those different things. So it doesn't matter who the commissioner is right now. You're only going to get X amount of money. Now, you could argue a different commissioner maybe would have went at it differently, maybe been more aggressive trying to get teams from the Big 12. And then the Big 12 would be kind of in the position the Pac-12 is in now. So hopefully I didn't ramble on too much, but that's kind of where I see that as we speak today. Yeah, with Brett Yormark especially, and no, you never ramble on too much. That's why we want you on here, my guy. Um, with Brett Yormark, it seemed when he took over that he was going to be very aggressive, and it wasn't just smoke that he was blowing. He got, you know, he was serious about it. Um, as you reported, Texas and Oklahoma will be leaving at the end of 2024. 
And then you've also got uh, you got the TV rights deal where he promised that everybody would get paid more money. That happened. It's not reliant on streaming. You're actually dealing with you know major networks right there. Whereas when Klevkov took over, it's it it seems like he's always in reactionary mode. He didn't know about USC or UCLA and what was about to happen when he was talking about how he didn't want to expand. Then after that, he said that um, he didn't want to expand until there was a TV deal or a, a TV deal done. It just seems that where your mark is being proactive in what he has to do, it feels that it's basically reactive from Klevkov and then relying on a streaming um, a streaming entity that no other conference pursued as your primary source of uh, getting your product out there. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he was. He wasn't simply he wasn't aggressive as Brett Yormark, but he did make I think a an overture to maybe some some of the Big Twelve schools. But also keep in mind his presidents are he's doing what his presidents are right. telling, at least initially. So I don't necessarily believe the Pac twelve presidents at that time wanted to be affiliated with any of the remaining Big Big Twelve schools. And that, that's look that's not a right or wrong answer. It's just a preference. So right. that's that was their decision. So he's kind of he's kind of limited by that. Kevin Warren did not add USC and UCLA without the blessing of the conference presidents. So a lot of time commissioners get a lot of credit and or blame, kind of like a quarterback, when it's when it's really the presidents um, who should get that because they're the ones that are ultimately the boss of the commissioner. So, uh, but your mark, yeah, he was aggressive. He came in. He wanted to change things. You know, I don't know. You mentioned they got more money in their new media rights deal. I don't know if they necessarily got more money, but they got the same amount of money they had without Oklahoma and Texas. And that was a big win because when they lost OU in Texas, everybody, you know, talked about, oh, you know, this is the demise of the Big 12. They're going by the wayside. Oh, look, the American Conference is better than the Big 12 now. You know, you kind of heard that narrative. Well, they got this. They got the same media rights deal per school by adding four power five schools and losing Oklahoma and Texas. So that was certainly a win-win, but it has kind of been a different, it kind of has a, has been a different philosophy when you look at the commissioners of the big 12 and the PAC 12, and maybe part of that's their backgrounds. Uh, your mark came from, uh, you know, dealing in, in professional sports and different things. He's from New York. You know, he's a New York guy. He's always moving, you know, on the run, on his phone, trying to right. make deals and all that where George came out of, you know, Vegas background, maybe he's just a more laid back personality or whatever, but yeah, it's, um, I think, you know, insiders, people that are in the business, obviously just casual fans of their different teams can see a, a, a um, huge disparity, certainly in the personalities and in the, in the way they kind of do their business. And I'm not saying one's right or one's wrong, but that's simply where we're at now. And with, conference expansion and the unsettling future of college athletics, I think you need somebody that's more aggressive than maybe somebody that's kind of sitting back to see what happens. All right, Brett, before we let you go, I um, had you on the radio a couple months ago and you said that, and again, you've been on the cutting edge of everything for quite a while. Um, that's not an old joke, by the way. Um, and uh, you said that you envisioned Arizona and I believe ASU being in the, uh, the big 12 uh, sooner than later. Do you still see that being the case? I really do. And I just think I well, I, I'd say that based mainly on I don't think the Big Ten is done. I know Kevin Warren's going after the NFL. I think that happens in April. I just think ultimately 
the Big Ten cannot leave USC and UCLA out there on an island. Um, and I think they're going to have to add two teams, four teams, whatever it is, to help them out. Um, maybe it. I still think it will happen before the 24th season. Maybe I'm a little aggressive in that. But I, I just don't think that – I don't think the Big Ten – it's the same with the SEC. The SEC did not want to – College football playoff starts in 2024. Everything lines up for everybody in 2024. So if you're the Big Ten, do you really want to bring in USC and UCLA in 2024? And then a year or two later, bring in additional schools, and now you got to redo the schedule and all that minutia, right. which, you know, it is a big deal for the conferences. Obviously, it can be done. They can change it any minute. So I think because of that, if you're Arizona, if you're Arizona State, if you're a Utah, if you're a Colorado, um, you know, if you take Washington and Oregon out of that league and you add San Diego State, SMU, heck, you can add UNLV, Fresno, you can add whoever you right. want from the Mountain West. It doesn't matter. I would, again, it's not, there's not a right or wrong answer. I would think that those remaining Pac-12 schools would feel more secure in a big 12 conference that then could ultimately grow to 16 schools. And then you could have a big 10 with 16. You could have an sec with 16. You could have a big 12 with 16. And then you've got an ACC with 14 and keep, keep your eye on this. And it's still a few years down the road, but make no mistake. You know, I said earlier, nobody wants anybody in the big 12 right now. The big 10 was, has their eye on some pac 12 schools. The gold future gold mine is the ACC. And when, if or when, not if, but when, some of those schools in the ACC can find a way to climb over the wall and get out of that grant or rights deal early, you are going to see those schools, whether it's Florida State, Clemson, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia Tech, you're going to see those schools being highly sought after by the SEC and the Big Ten. And so at that point, you know, what's going to remain of the ACC. It, it matters how quickly these schools can get out. But I, then I think you'll see the Big Ten and SEC potentially grow up to maybe 20 members at that point. Um, so if you're in Arizona and Arizona State, if you're looking that far ahead, not, you know, again, I don't know if these presidents are. Certainly the athletic directors know what they're doing. If the, if the presidents are listening or not, I'm not sure. But if, you, if you're looking five or 10 years down the road, I think it's pretty obvious that the Big 12 right now, I would bet on the Big 12 being more secure than the Pac-12. Because, again, the Pac-12 future is dependent on, the big, on what the Big 10 does. It's not, it's not on the Pac-12 adding more schools. And another thing that, you know, I think people kind of, I don't know, maybe look at wrongly, at least in my opinion, is more numbers means more security. That's hogwash. The, the Pac-12 could have 48 members right now. Right. And the Big Ten comes to Oregon, comes to Washington. Heck, they come to Arizona, Arizona State. All those schools are out the door because they can go somewhere where they can make more money. So by adding more schools, it doesn't give you more security. Um, it, those schools ultimately are going to leave if they can go to another conference to make more money. And so with Arizona, Arizona State, potentially Utah, Colorado, whoever out of the Pac-12, if you lose in Oregon and in Washington, those schools would then go to the Big 12, 
one would they would go to the Big 12, I guess, because of more security. But it's not really more security. It's more money. They would make more money in the Big 12 because the Big 12's current deal requires ESPN to pay any new Power 5 members the same amount that all their current members are getting. Fox does not have that same uh, contractual agreement, but they, they are open negotiating that. So if you're Fox, you could get part of the Pac-12 is Big 12 members. So why would you go negotiate now with the Pac-12 when those members might be leaving anyway? So I still think that those schools will end up in the Big 12 or maybe the big, I don't know, the, it depends on how aggressive the Big 10 is. I don't know if, if they want if they want to go that far beyond Oregon and Washington. I just don't think Arizona and or Arizona State will be in the Pac-12 in probably the next five years. He's the great Brett McMurphy. Brett, National Net, Net, uh, excuse me, Net, uh, football, College Football Action Network. Again, really appreciate you from the Action Network, College Football Insider. Brett, really appreciate you, my guy. You gave us a ton of information. Sorry for mangling that back there. <laughs> that's no that's no problem. I'll, uh, I'll mangle some stuff, too, for you if you want. But, yeah, no, I – I appreciate it. Um, you know, it's just it's very fluid. And look, I'm not I'm not for or against any conference. I'm just you're asking me questions and I'm telling you how I think how I think they'll play out. And all you have to do is look back at what happened with the Big East and the ACC when you we started off. That was a great, great question to kind of see where this thing's going to end up. Um, I don't think I don't think five conferences can survive. Right. All right, Brett. We'll talk to you soon, my guy. And again, thanks. Really appreciate your time. You got it. Thank you. Thanks again. All right. That's the great Brett McMurphy right there. I'm going to get into a lot of what he had to say because, again, there's a lot to digest here. But first, got to talk about the Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Check it out. Uh, Downtown Tempe location. Um, Great stuff going on down there. Great food. Great deals. And you can get the Four Peaks at our tap and bottle watch parties. Again, really good stuff right there. Uh, Check out the show notes and the link in the description Four Peaks, the uh, official brew of PHNX Sports. And again, tap and bottle, tap and bottle watch parties. We had one this past week. We're going to be having another one here shortly. We'll be putting out the uh, uh, announcement. Again, great time down there. Come hang out with U of A fans. Uh, Scott and Rebecca do a fantastic job. Super, super happy to have them along with us. Again, tap and bottle downtown. Again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. All right. Brett McMurphy is the best that there is at this. Again, he's not, uh, he's not carrying water for anybody. He's not putting out things there that aren't uh, substantiated. Brett McMurphy has done this. He has covered the uh, he has covered where conferences have broken up or have been totally raided, and he has broken when they're where they were going to go. He's done this before. He's he'll do he's done it again. He views Arizona and ASU being in the Big Twelve because of stability right there, and the fact the Big Ten fact that he believes that USC and uh, UCLA are going to need travel partners, which is a great point right there because the Big Ten the second the Big Ten calls for Oregon or Washington. They're going to get Oregon and Washington. And at that point, then the Pac-12 is done. It doesn't matter, like he said, if you get 85 teams, if you get 90 teams in there, it doesn't really matter. Um, So, again, that's kind of where we're at right there. Now, let's say that you're uh, looking and you're saying to yourself, man, I'd like to be able to go catch an Arizona-Kansas game in the future. Where can I get tickets? Game time. All right. You go on to game time. You can get 60% off. 
many times. We've had many people on the post-game shows do this as well. 60% off, and um, you can go there. And for concerts, sports, you name it, they've got it. Game time. Um, again, check out the show notes and the link in the description. Best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. And Mountain Mike's Pizza. I am not Mountain Mike. Mountain Mike is much cooler than me. He is on or they are on Oracle and Wetmore. Great food, great uh, again, great drinks, great pizza. You name it, they've got it. Fantastic TV setup, by the way. Um, you, this is the place. It's a great place to go watch games or get your Mountain Mike's Pizza at. The tap and bottle watch parties. We'd love to see you down there. Um, and then, you know, before we sign off here, because again, Brett McMurphy, I think pretty much summed everything up the way that it needed to be summed up. These are the type of people you listen to. You don't listen to some other people that are clearly doing the bidding of other uh, other entities. Brett McMurphy is where it's at. Um, and his track record speaks for itself. And again, PHNX, love that. Obviously, love everybody here. Um, check out the uh, possibility of becoming a diehard, by the way. Lots of cool little stuff right there. Got a lot, a lot of uh, great uh, um, accessories, you know, uh, clothing items, late breaking news. Check it out, PHNX. We will be back with you tomorrow. But again, we're going to get this out here really quickly. But Brett McMurphy, big shout out right now. Uh, thanks a ton. You've been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.